thank you for uh, you know downloading this uh, very strange, uh, uh, somewhat suspicious third-party application that no one <laughs> understands what this is every time we send the link out. So I appreciate it. No, yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> happy and a little scared to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, happy and happy and scared. Yeah, dude, right. Russell, do. You, do you because you have that the poster? Does that guy not sell Murder Death Koreatown anymore? No, not not Why in not? any. Because <laughs> I think one person on Twitter scared him. Oh That's, really? Okay. I was wondering if it was some sort of like legal issue um, or something that scared him away. It may be. I don't you know. know. <laughs> I, we can't trust that guy. From the be- from the moment we began talking about can we show this movie. We were wondering about the legality of that movie. And then to the end of the movie's like run, uh, I would have never guessed, but I really do think it was one person on Twitter that didn't even have a profile picture that felt like it was somebody he went to college with. Well, we were going to show it as part of our digital fest and one person on Twitter started going like, yeah. hey, this movie's anti-Asian. And I have, I have, oh, a, I have a Twitter oh, problem. Weird. Okay. So then yeah. I started going after that guy. And I got, I flew a little close to the sun. Yeah, Clark got militant. <laughs> he started texting people and we're like, Hey, do me a favor. Report this, this Instagram. I wanted, Twitter I account. wanted blood and flesh in my teeth is what I wanted. Yeah. He, he did a good job staying anonymous online. At least he outed himself at the uh, festival. Yeah. And on our Cause show. I rem- Cause I remember he mentioned other credits and I was like, Oh, I'm going to Google your ass later. I think he literally said his name when we talked to him. Right. He may have. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. People think so. do that on our show. Fucking Nigel Bach put his address out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He he dead named himself. Yeah. No way. Dead address. What's the other one? <laughs> dead named. Doxed. Yeah. <laughs> it's close. With a D. Yeah. It's one of those. Yeah. So I don't know why. Did you want to watch Murder Death Koreatown? Hell yeah. Do you own a copy? No, he stopped selling them before I bought one. Okay, I have. Um, <laughs> Thankfully, I was a doomsday prepper in this one category, and I have three different versions on VHS, two different Dude, I'm ones. About, I'm about to go down to Koreatown. I could probably find his, his apartment if he was so oh, scared 100%. about doxing himself. He, you- really, he really filmed the exterior of his apartment quite a bit. <laughs> Very well. Yeah, but I could, I could try and get you one. I have. Uh, okay. <laughs> I am the hookup for Murder, Death, Koreatown. I've gotten a couple of people, uh, you know, a nice Blu-ray copy. John's like, I thought this fucking show was about my movie. <laughs> you can talk about someone else's movie. I just, I just talked about this podcast today. So whatever you want to do, you can talk about anything you guys want. Yeah, John, I just learned about this podcast today as well. So we are on, we are on the same page. Cool. So this is the first episode. Sweet. <laughs> cool. Rebranding it, dude. The rebranding. Might be the might be the most uh, prolific uh, podcast in the history of podcasts. Every time you intro the show, and you're like episode four hundred and ninety three, I'm like, good lord, close. (laughs) (laughs) I've never stuck with anything that long in my life. (laughs) One long episode. Curses are hard to shake. (laughs) All right, so let's let's kick this off with. we're all we're all Bigfoot fans in this room, so I I, I want to let that be known. 
what we're probably less fans of are the psychic elements. <laughs> so the mixture of those two things, this was a whole new world for us. Uh, so how... What explain to me is this a real phenomenon that's happening? Psychic Bigfoot. What is what is the yeah. impetus of what's going on in your film? They yeah, have yeah, a, they have a convention in Washington every year. That explains everything. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> have, you, have, you been, have you been to this convention? Ben? No, but there are videos on YouTube. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't go. Didn't go. Uh, no, no. Uh, I mean. You know, it was, I think it was something that, I mean, I know, I know it exists, but I think, you know, Zach, we, we kind of just, just sort of like, just made it up. You know what I mean? I mean, we kind of just kind of came up with it, you know, like as a, as like a idea. Right. And then, and then found out that there was like, oh, okay, this is an actual like phenomenon that people, people believe in, like, like, like the metaphysical aspects of, of Bigfoot. And I read, I read, I read a book about it, you know. And, uh, you know, there's, there's some, there's some stuff that I, I thought was pretty cool. And, and I, I don't know. I mean, it was just, it was just sort of kind of a creative sort of a uh, little, little journey, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. yeah we, we made up quite a bit of, you know, the stuff, but the, the bones of, yes, people do believe that Bigfoot is an interdimensional telepathic being, and that's why no one can find them. And I, I actually, when I started hearing about that, I actually thought that was probably the most interesting explanation for why, you know, no one has caught Bigfoot because mm-hmm. he just hops between dimensions. Mm-hmm. So, and I couldn't remember ever having seen a movie that dealt with that. Yeah. So I figured it was a good place to start. Yeah, that that is funny. Because once you start hopping dimensions, you've kind of like veered out of the very narrow cryptid lane. And mm-hmm. I think that's a good place to start because Zach, I know your family, you've been on the show, well, I don't know, four or five times before. <laughs> and last time we talked, you said, as we were wrapping up that you had written a movie and it had to do with Bigfoot and it was getting made. And, you know, at this point we're like, we don't give a fuck. We've seen all the stuff you've done. You can't scare us away. And I, I really <laughs> like your writing, which if people haven't bought the denim devil yet, go track those down. What issue three is coming out next week? Uh, yeah, on June twenty eighth. Yeah, at and the denimdevil dot com. Good job with the social media too. Y'all have upped it, and um, it's it's fun to That's, keep with. That must be Jared. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So, you're, dude, you're a good Jared, writer. Jared's Jared's got like an in character uh, social media account for the denim devil. That's that's all him. Oh, oh no, that's yeah. the denim devil. <laughs> Yeah, don't ruin that in-world camera experience, dude. So here's he the thing. He just shits on corduroy. Now, <laughs> take that big corduroy. God, now you jinko jeans. Um, they're coming back. Now you you shot me a link to the movie, of which I'm mm-hmm. very grateful. And um, you know, honestly, I don't know how to explain getting ready to watch a film that you've uh, penned, and I couldn't expect. I, there was no way I could have predicted how befuddled I was after watching the movie. It was your, well, your only frame of reference was boner juice. I, well, <laughs> boner juice. And then what about um, um, oh Spunk's Not Dead? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Come on. I'm, I'm keeping with it. I don't and, know if John saw that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they saw boner juice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. 
There wow. are dozens of us, John. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, Dude, I, 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 did a, I did a pass on Boner Juice at some point. <laughs> yeah, John, John was one of the original. Uh, he'd be, yeah. he'll, he'll ask you to bleep this. One of the original writers of Boner Juice with Johnny. Oh, right. <laughs> right, him, right. him and Johnny hunkered down yeah, yeah, and yeah, wrote yeah. the original draft. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Zach, do you know which one of your movies we still haven't seen? Yes, I do. <laughs> uh huh. By the way, when, 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 when we, oh, yeah, that's the third year in a row. By the way, now is, is, when is it pool of blood? Is it pool of blood? It's pool of blood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I sent it to Johnny to make Blu-rays, so now it's on Johnny. Oh wow! John's in that movie. Too. John's in that movie too. Am I? Am I in the movie? John Zach. makes a cameo in Pool of Blood. He probably forgot. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm in the I'm in the fucking closet. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> in the dressing room. Like, what am yeah, I doing? The, you're in the dressing room eating a burrito. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Somebody's getting canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I believe on this show, uh, Clark was actually offered a role on that film. And as his manager, I really brought you on here to uh, berate you, Zach. What the fuck happened? You made me pull out the well, big guns. Yeah, there. we never got the contract in the mail, like you said. <laughs> it's part of the reason you'll probably never see <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I think, I think all the contracts got lost in the mail. Now, here's the thing. If you listen to the show, you know we cover a... a <laughs> A plethora of indie, micro-budget, or just like off-the-beaten-path horror movies. And I feel like I am pretty tempered and um, prepared to come into anything. Yet, I had a very weird experience, and I talked to Zach via DM about this. And I, I related it to watching Twin Peaks the first time. We have a movie here. It's a Bigfoot movie. Now, if you watch, if you're a horror fan and you watch cryptid movies you might stop watching cryptid movies at some point. They usually become a very tiring <laughs> non-fiction documentaries that are like not self-aware in any way. And then every now and then we get like a good genre film. And I knew Zach wasn't going to make a non-fiction movie. So when, when your film opens up and we get to see one of the best looking Bigfoots, I think in, in cinema. And then we're kind of like, we're in this like melodrama. I don't know, man. Y'all made something unique here and I don't know how to describe it. So I'm glad you two are here and we can talk about like <laughs> why, why a Bigfoot movie? Like where, Zach, last time you were on here, you talked about the suit too. Was that in another film before? Yeah. Yeah. John, John can probably tell okay. you a better story about that. It was um, the suit from exists. Mm -hmm. Ah, yeah, the Ed yeah, Sanchez yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so we couldn't find a suit. We're we're getting we're, we're about ready to to pay somebody to just make make a suit, uh, and who knows how that how that would have turned out. You know, we had <laughs> about ten thousand dollars for that, and who knows? Anyway, but um, but th but then I was talking to the uh, PSU Portland State University like alumni association, and, and they're they're asking me for a donation. I told them I couldn't do it, and they're like, "Well, would you like to talk anyway?" And so we got on a phone call, and we just started talking about what I'm up to. I'm said I'm making Megan a Bigfoot movie. And, uh, you know, but I, I don't have a suit. And so she was like, um, her name's Amy, uh, at the, at the alumni association. She was, um, she said, well, you know, do you know Greg Hale? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know Greg Hale. And well, you know, he made a Bigfoot movie in 2014. He might have that suit. And I was like, oh, okay. So she connected us. <laughs> and, and then I reached out to, uh, to Greg and he said he couldn't find the suit. You know, he was very nice. And he was like, yeah, I mean, I would give it to you if I knew where it was, but I don't know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I still don't have a Bigfoot suit. So I, I went back to the person who I was going to pay $10,000 to make a suit. 
you know, and then and then Greg reaches back out like two weeks later. He's like, hey, I found the suit. It's in a warehouse in L.A. Um, it's uh, and it's um, um, spectoral motion, uh, you know, same folks that uh, that made um, made uh, all the I think their first production was was uh, Hellboy. And then that's how they started, you know, as a as a company. And then uh, and um, anyway, so they it was there at Spectral Motion. And so um, uh, and Greg said, but you have to you have to pay them to ship it. It's going to be like pretty expensive. You know, so I just drove down to L.A. and, <laughs> and uh, like pretty immediately, just just in case they decided to change their mind. And so I, I drove down and. And I, you know, and it was right there at the door, you know, I picked it up, they gave it to me. I felt like, I felt like, you know, like, why are they just giving me this suit, you know, because it's a $250,000 suit, you know? And so, and, but anyway, I put it in my car, drove back to Portland with, with a Bigfoot suit, you know, and I, and I stopped over at, uh, before that I stopped over at the distributor's house, uh, it's a friend of mine, Mike Rapsha, Dark Star Picks. And, uh, and he's like, well, you know, we got a suit, you know, let's, I'll, I'll give you 20 grand you know, I'd give you 20 grand, you know, toward making this movie. And it's like, great. All right. I came back to Portland and, and, uh, you know, I, I talked to the team and I was like, I guess, I guess we're making a Bigfoot movie after all, you know? And, uh, that's kind of, that's kind of how it went, you know? And, uh, yeah. And, and I, I'd watched exists, you know, and I, I thought, I thought the design was, was great, you know? And so it was kind of a trip, you know, to see like the shape of the suit, you know, cause it, at this point the latex is getting pretty old. It's like eight, eight to nine years old now, you know, and it still had like, uh, like, you know, rocks and, and twigs and shit, you know, <laughs> in it from, from when they filmed in Texas, you know, in 2014 or 2013. Um, that Texas stank uh, in it too. It did. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit, you know, and, uh, and it got really stinky over the course of, of the production. But, but I, I learned, you know, I had never done a creature movie before. So I learned a lot about, about, um, that, you know, um, but, um, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was, we, we had a suit and we had a movie, you know, and, uh, and, and Greg was super fucking cool. I never met somebody who's done so much in his life. That's just like, literally just like sweetheart of a guy. It was just amazing. To get the suit, so. Yeah. So how big's the suit and how big's the uh, person that's got to fit in that suit? Yeah. It, it had size requirements yeah, yeah, to yeah, be yeah, able so. to use it. You had to, to get a certain, certain height, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah, we had to find like Cinderella for this thing, you know, because it was like uh, <laughs> he, he had to be like you know six foot seven at least, you know, or mm. you know, and and uh, and everything had to fit, you know. So you know, um, and like the the feet were pretty amazing. Like, there's a lot of things that were falling apart in this suit. Luckily, like you know, big, you know, we uh, you know it had a there was a like a long shot mask, you know, that was pretty tethered, you know. Um, uh, we used that thing throughout the whole movie because we only had two facial applications. And I think they're, the applications themselves were like a few thousand dollars each. And we only had two. Um, and so, um, you know, we started kind of planning, like, how are we going to do this? Like, like a lot of faraway shots and like for the everything that we sh- for the end of the movie, you know, we only had uh, we, we can only do that in two days, you know, and, and the first the first day of shooting those night shoots. Uh, you know, I was getting ready. I was, you know, I slept all day. I was getting ready to make, you know, I was like, this is going to be like the best, you know, directing night of my life. I'm ready. You know, I'm so ready. And then somebody passes out in the first shot, an extra passes out on the first shot of the night and we lose three hours. She, uh, 
I think she, there's medication. She did. She was a sweetheart and she was absolute trooper about the whole thing. But, um, um, I don't know. Um, we lost three hours and suddenly I'm like, fuck, you know, we only, we only have one more application. I can't use it tonight. Um, you know, so, I mean, you know, um, and so we, we slammed through like most of that ending scene and we managed to like get most everything we needed, which was, which was great, you know, um, but we only had one more, you know, one more facial application left, you know, to actually shoot. And, and, and we, we, we called spectral motion and found out how much it might cost to actually print another one. And we couldn't afford it at this, at this point, the suit, the suit was more than our, our entire budget for the movie at a hundred and fifty or $60,000, I think was, was our budget for the thing, you know, um, so what was your original question? I'm sorry. I feel like I'm just <laughs> just the, the size requirements of the, uh, of the suit. Six, seven, six, yeah. seven, dude. And, uh, and we found, we found the guy, like we, we, we found the guy. Um, it was, it was a friend, it was a friend of the producer Lacey. And, uh, we had, you know, we had several guys try it on and, and nobody could fit in this thing. Right. And so it started like when people started coming in, you know, we started to like size, we started looking at their legs you know, and there, we just knew right away, like, no, we're like, no, nope, nope. And so we had to find somebody who was like very slender, very, like, um, very skinny, very tall. And then, um, this guy, Sean, uh, who, who was a, who's great, just an amazing, like he's, he's happened to be an actor as well, as well as a filmmaker. He came in, he tried on the suit and, uh, and even the teeth fit, everything fit, the shoes fit, you know, like there's, there's like, uh, there's like hiking shoes inside these big, these Bigfoot, uh, these feet, you know, and, uh, and, and they, even they fit them. I mean, like it was, it was fucking perfect. It was perfect. I mean, there, there was a guy that fit the suit pretty well, but we couldn't zip up the back, you know? And so we're going to like, okay, we'll get more fur to just cover up the, you know, that big opening in his back, you know? Um, but this guy, we, we could actually get him in the suit, you know? And, um, uh, you know, we have, um, I worked with the same a makeup artist for years, uh, uh, Carrie and, um, you know, she's, and she's, she's begging me to make a horror film at some point. She's amazing what she does. And so she, she, uh, she handled the upkeep of, uh, of the suit and, and everything like that. But yeah, yeah, we found the guy. Somehow we found the guy and like, like, you know, maybe like two or three weeks and, uh, we were all set. Yeah. How did the teeth application work? What's what did, that? What did that involve? The teeth? Uh, the teeth. Yeah. The teeth were print were like, cause it's all, it was all made for, for the original guy that wore the suit. Yeah. Um, his last name is Steele. He's like, he's been like a, a predator and other things. He's, he's had a, quite a creature career. And so it was made for him. And so, um, you know, the teeth were, you know, uh, there was a mold from, from his own teeth and, uh, um, you know, you put on the, you know, the application and teeth go and last. And I mean, it was funny cause we, he couldn't on, on that, on that first day of filming, like he hadn't eaten and he couldn't eat cause we were afraid to like mess up, you know, the application. We felt so bad felt so bad for the guy, you know, um, uh, he was, he was a trooper about it, but, um, yeah, I mean, it all, everything fit. It's kind of crazy, man. That's incredible <laughs> because I remember when exist came out, I was very excited about the idea that Eduardo Sanchez was now making a found footage movie about Bigfoot for the yeah. same reason I opened up in this podcast with, we don't get a lot of like true horror films with Bigfoot. And yet the impression I got from exist, like how I remember it is not with a practical suit. I remember all the CGI, like the jumping and it, mm. it looks so good in your movie that I, uh, I don't know. I almost feel like it's kind of a bummer like that. They didn't just, I don't know, scale back a little bit, maybe 
Or like, is there uh, a lot of, did you watch it recently or did you, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there a lot of practical Bigfoot in there? Um, well, I mean, the, th- the thing I noticed is that, is that you never actually get to see like this beautiful design because it's, you know, we're, 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 we're found footaging all through you yeah. know, the movie, you know? And so like we, and it, and that, and that, that's its own effect. Right. You know, so that's, uh, you know, and which, which, which worked well for the film. And I remember like the only time we really saw a close up of, uh, of the, you know, the creature face was at the very end. It's like the last thing we see in the film. And, and even, you know, throughout the, uh, other than that, I mean, I feel like they're, I feel like they're using the, uh, the, the wide shot mask, um, a lot. Yeah. You know? I was, I was curious to see mm-hmm. how it would hold up to, cause I knew from talking to John, I knew he was going to show a lot more of it than existed. And I was curious to see, you know, cause they're, you know, exists. They, they definitely shied away from, yeah. you know, holding a close up on the Bigfoot. And I was like, Oh, I hope it doesn't look like shit, but it looked amazing. Yeah. 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 It looked, it looked, it looked really good. Yeah. Carrie did a great job. Yeah. yeah so what, so what, when he, when he put it on John, see, I'm going to ask John questions too. Cause I wasn't there. So when he put it on every, so you then had to do like each little piece of the facial appliance. Yeah, I, I honestly, I mean, I, you know, no, it was one whole like oh, it was one over. Okay, yeah, yeah, interesting. Sorry, okay. yeah, yeah, but um, but there were like there were, um, no, I take that back. There was actually um, it was it was it was everything but the mouth, and the mouth had its own separate hmm. deal, you know, its own separate like chin and whatnot, you know, and it was it was so detailed, like like you could tell each hair was like you know was each hair was was like you know specifically you know prodded in there but with yeah. whatever you know but i wasn't there for a lot of the i wish i could have just walked i wish i had a time lapse of that thing being put on sean because i was that movie was so nuts i was i was busy blocking while while carrie and sean were doing were doing yeah. their work I, was, I missed a lot a whole lot of that you know um but i think i think there's actually you know we had a this is the first movie i actually had like a full-time like bts person there you know so i i I think we actually have footage of this whole whole thing happening i haven't i haven't haven't delved in there because the movie itself to make was kind of traumatizing you know so maybe one day i'll go back and watch all that (laughs) bts you know or or maybe i'll get zach to cut a bts yeah i'll cut it together for you will you thank you (laughs) yeah yeah you You gotta get we gotta get a nice ass blu-ray going we yeah 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 (laughs) i I know i know there's gonna be a dvd you know um so yes thank you Great. All right. Okay. Um, so the production was rough. Now it was rough. Oh, man, you know the question I really want to ask, John. You look like such a nice guy, like a professional. Like things are together for you. Why the fuck are you working with Zach? <laughs> <laughs> that Zach was with me like uh, day one. Like you know, I remember I, I showed up to my first day of set of the of the first time you know i ever i didn't know you know i went to film school but i went to film school basically to be a critic you know and so i remember like asking uh zach like hey so when do we you know we have to play music during the scene right so we you know i i didn't you know i remember like asking what asking him like what what white balancing was you know i just finished film school didn't have any production classes and except for a documentary class, and I just didn't, you know, and, and, and honestly, he answered the Craigslist ad. That's why I'm, that's why we're friends to this day. Yeah. You know? Dude, the, my, my favorite story about that is that, yeah, we met on Craigslist. I answered John's ad on Craigslist for his first movie. And we met at, a, at like a coffee shop or something. 
And he was I'll like, so what you. do you want to do? <laughs> yeah. He was like, mm-hmm. so what do you want to do on the movie? What are you interested in? And I was like, oh, you know, like camera stuff. And he, and he, he was like, okay, so you want to be the DP? And I was like, no, no, I, I wouldn't be so presumptuous. <laughs> I've never done that. But, but yeah, I ended up being the DP. <laughs> and in the, that movie, we ended up shooting that movie for about a year and a half. Yeah. So we became close, became good friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was times where like, I mean, definitely, I don't know. I wonder why these guys kept showing up for this movie. And I, and I, I think it was, they had nothing else to do is what I, is what I decided is what happened. Um, and none of us, you know, really know how to make a movie anyway. And so they kept showing up and I kept giving them, um, 7.99 Revente's pizza off Hawthorne every time they did, you know, and I think they were coming for the pizza or I don't know, I don't know what happened, but, but, uh, yeah, we all, I mean, we're all like, we all kind of, you know, you know, we're all friends, uh, all five of us, I think. Right. We're all friends. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, I think, I mean, I mean, that was a good, uh, honestly, everyone, if you're interested in making a movie should go make a movie with no money and cause everything will go wrong. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, like we had, like, we started shooting in one apartment and then the woman who owned the apartment or was living in the apartment at least said, you're not allowed to shoot here anymore. And we're like, yeah. Oh, well, we, yeah, we, I guess we'll, we'll start, I guess the, I guess we're starting over. I know. Well, because, because, you know, we broke up, she and I, and at some point, at some point she was like, I think you're only with me because you want to finish the movie. Was it true? I, I don't want to, I don't want to say. The movie what, took so long, dude, you would have ended up married. Yeah, yeah. 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 We would have had a, you know, the relationship was going on on two years, which was my longest at that point, you know? And so I was like, I might as well stick it out to, you know? Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Was it a cool apartment at least? It was cool. It was a really cool apartment. Yeah. Okay. Apartment. All right. Was, I'd have hung in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hung in there. I actually liked her, you know, so, so, but you know, but, but it was getting sure. hard. Whatever getting excuses hard you need. To make the movie. Yeah. I don't know why I feel like I have to like, I don't know. <laughs> I have a disclaimer about this. I don't know why, um, but I, anyway, but, but uh, yeah, eventually, you know, she, so we had to find a new place to shoot. And then at some point I was like, at some point she came to me and she's like, she met with me, we met for coffee and she's like, okay, I've decided to let you, finish shooting in my apartment. Um, and, but I'm not doing this for you, you know, I'm doing this for all of them, you know, and that's like, yeah, damn good person there. Yeah. How did that not become the movie? I feel like now, John, I don't know if, if Zach's told you, but we do a, um, in world camera film. Like everything is like the Blair witch. That's why I tell people who don't care about movies like we do. And so it's all like found footage. And I feel like that's a premise just waiting to happen. Like, oh, our, our horror movie fell apart. Actually, was it a horror movie? What movie were you guys making? It was definitely not a horror film. I mean, <laughs> it was, uh, I was like putting my, my, like the breakup I had before, before that one into, uh, into a film. And so it was, it was about two people that moved to, uh, to Portland from Boise and to like, fix their their relationship is, issues and there's there was like it just kind of 
it just kind of uh, made them like grow apart. It was, I know, I know. You're like, why not would you a make cryptid to be found? <laughs> yeah, you both were like, why, do, why would you make that movie? And I, you know, and I, it actually, you know, I watched it the other day. It actually, it actually isn't bad. You know, like uh, I was, I was, I was talking to this other podcast recently, and I was like, uh, I was telling them about during the pandemic. I like, I decided I'm, I'm an awful filmmaker, and so I started watching all my movies from the first. <laughs> I made eleven. I started watching them all. You know, and I, I got to about. Uh, maybe my fourth movie and a, a fifth movie. And I was like, okay, okay. I'm definitely not a shitty filmmaker. I'm definitely not a bad filmmaker, you know, but, uh, you know, definitely I could be better in some places, you know, made some mistakes here, but, but watching tandem hearts, my first one, you know, like that we filmed over a year on weekends. Uh, it was, it, it was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. You know, um, would it been better with a big foot? <laughs> I mean, if I put Bigfoot in all my movies, like today, they all would have been better. To get Russell back into it, sometimes my camera work could be described as found footage-esque <laughs> yes. in Tandem Hearts. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I'm like, I why don't I just go ahead and zoom in here, refocus? <laughs> oh, that's but, but, the focus. Oh, no, not the wall. We don't want the wall <laughs> texture. There we go. We got that face back. I know, I know. And I remember we told ourselves that that was intentional. All of that, you know? <laughs> uh, all because at, at the time, like the office was the thing, right? And so we're like, oh yeah, that's what we're doing. We're doing something. Yeah, we're yeah. doing like the puppy yeah. chair Duplass brothers thing. That's what we're doing, <laughs> yeah. you know, on purpose. Not we're not trying to figure out how this camera works. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I remember, I mean, the the, the best. The, this will only be of interest to the three people that have yeah. seen it. But. Uh, w- we I still make fun of our friend Jeff who shot the movie with me. We were co-DPs because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. there's a scene where pe- two people are sitting and talking on a couch and Jeff put a light behind the couch. Oh, yeah. Shining up at the wall. So creating like some sort of weird halo effect on them. And I was just like, yeah, we're just we throwing have- lights anywhere now. Fuck <laughs> it. Who cares? He, he'd worked on another movie where they were hiding lights in corners. And so he just started putting lights behind, behind. <laughs> shit. Yeah. But it, it was like a big budget movie where they had like, you know, it was a Harrison Ford movie they filmed in, in, in Portland. And I, and I just remember, I just remember I went with, it, it was like, yeah, I guess, I guess lights, you know, like I said, I, I didn't know what white balancing was. So I was like, I guess people put lights behind couches when they really make movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I remember that. But, but uh, what, what I was going to say earlier is I remember like the, the whole, uh, you know, this this is like the H the HDV thing, right? You know, is that it? HDV, right? Is it? Yeah, H- it was on. It was still the videotape. Yeah, yeah. I, I would forget tapes all the time. You know, to, when I when I was timed on a shoot day, or I, I I or sometimes I would record over. We didn't have tapes. We had to do the day, and I was like, well, you know, I didn't really like how I shot this scene back in April. <laughs> anyway, let's let's like film over that scene. We'll just redo it another day, right, guys? And they'd be like, okay, you know, like. <laughs> But I remember I had like tapes. I would like find tapes in my pocket. You know, I think I found a tape in the laundry. I mean, I think I, I, I would find like actual scenes. We all spent our, our hard work, our hard, our hard, you know, our time on. I'd find them in my car, like, like, like under the seat or something. Like, oh, there's that scene. And somehow when I, when I handed this, this, uh, box, this shoe box full of tapes to the editor, all the scenes were there. And I still don't know how that happened because I remember like I was still finding them like in boxes and um, I don't know, I think I found <laughs> at, at, at Zach's house at some point, you know. That is a perfect faux doc premise right there <laughs> where a, you know, a dude is making a film about a relationship falling apart and them trying to get it back together. And in the course of that, his actual relationship falls apart 
which yeah. jeopardizes the movie. How many? We've rejected like 20 of those. <laughs> I think we showed two of them the first year, too. <laughs> we definitely did. So, yeah, I don't know. So it's he's incredible. not saying make that movie next. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. There, there's a place for him. We, we could use them every now and then. So, okay. Well, how did, so what is your relationship with Bigfoot first off, John? Okay. Okay. Yes. My, my relationship with Bigfoot, I, I honestly walk it into it. Extremely sensual. Extremely <laughs> all sexual. It's mainly sexual. It's mainly just a kink I had for Bigfoot. Uh, um, I didn't really, to be honest, I didn't really know much about Bigfoot except for that, like, you know, I just, uh, what did I know? What did I know about Bigfoot? I'm not, um, I knew nothing, but Harry I was a fan. The Hendersons. Harry, it was Harry the Hendersons. And I'm, that's basically it. I hadn't thought about Bigfoot in a long time. And, you know, and for some reason during, at the beginning, at the beginning of the, uh, uh, the pandemic, I had an idea, like, I want to make a Bigfoot movie. And I don't know where it came from. And I want to make a Bigfoot movie about, you know, um, a Yeti and a Bigfoot you know, that get into a fight and it's all like, uh, it's all like underground. They're trying to get this fight between a Yeti and a Bigfoot. I wanted to make that movie. And then I remember I, we, I, I wrote a, so I wrote sort of a treatment for that. And then I, and then I had this writing group at the time and then we were all just trying to write a Bigfoot movie and we didn't really know what, what direction we were going to go. And so then we had this other sort of idea, like we'll make like a Western. It'll be like in the 1800s, you know, the Oregon trail and they get here you know, uh, and they find a Bigfoot and it's like a Western Bigfoot, like cross genre type thing. And I was like, that's great. You know? And then, um, and then, um, I don't know. I, I think at some point, uh, I think, uh, you know, at some point I'd watched the, what's it called? The, the, the Duplass brothers, um, documentary about, uh, is it wild country or something like that? You know? Um, oh, yeah. about the cult. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wild, wild country. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 At some point I saw that, you know, and, uh, and, you know, and, and, and I'd already asked, um, you know, Zach to, you know, to co-write this thing with me. And I remember thinking like, you know, I want to do something about a, I don't know, Zach, correct me. I don't know if, if I'm just throwing out bullshit, but I think that's how it happened. You know, like, that, you know, that Dude, like, you create your own mythology. Well, no, yeah. I think that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. And so, and so we wanted to combine these two elements of a cult and a Bigfoot and then, yeah. You know, and one thing I was thinking about the other day is like, you know, all the characters, you know, because um, all the characters Zach named Zach Zach did the first pass of, of the of the script. He named all the characters, you know, and and I went through I went through like um um like I like not MDB. I went through like I googled like what are like cult names or hippie names, and all the names of the characters like came up, you know, like River, <laughs> you know, Celeste, you it's know, probably, and I was like, it's probably what I did. Come on. No, that's exactly what you did. That's what I'm saying. That's, you know, you literally, when you Google like cult names and, and those are the names of these characters, you know, and, yeah. and the first pass, you know, you know, it was, it was kind of like the pass I did of the Inquenchable Thirst for Boner Juice, which, you know, I was definitely wasn't part of that film at all. And I definitely didn't write that script, you know, but he, de- um, he definitely didn't <laughs> sing the songs. I definitely didn't sing the songs in that movie either. You know? Uh, but, um, it was kind of like that. It was kind of like, you know, he did that first pass and like name these characters. And then at some point, at some point I was like, okay, Zach, this is mine. Go away. You know, at some point, <laughs> you know, and it's just cause I was just being a greedy filmmaker and I, I, I wanted to start making, start making the thing my own or whatever. <laughs> well, but, once you, yeah. Once you're making the movie. Yeah. yeah I should I definitely like, fuck off from 500 yeah, miles yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I mean, you know, you know, I'd written, I'd written other stuff with Zach and he's, 
extremely talented, you know, so, you know, but he, you know, he makes, he makes these, uh, he makes these like, uh, grind grindhouse horror films, you know, type thing, but he's also got like, a a real, like a real solid, you know, voice and a, and a, and a, and a you know, you know, you're a good writer, man. So I, I think, oh, thank I, you. I think I, you know, it was all coming together and I don't know, we just, we just created this thing. I wish I had a better, you know, I wish I had a better sort of, you know, spiel on like why, why, how I came into Bigfoot, but I just really wanted to make a Bigfoot movie and I can't explain why, you know. We, uh, me and Clark, we've had a, we have a long relationship with Kai Wada Roth, who runs the Bigfoot Fest out here in the Bay Area. And he told us a little bit about like the global culture of Bigfoot or, you know, like where you would call it a Yeti or a Sasquatch. And he mentioned that in Canada, they're actually pro-kill. Like in Canada, they go out looking for Bigfoot and they want to kill him. And, you know, you know, it's kind of the, the American hippie version. It's like, oh, Bigfoot's our friend and we're the bad guy. It's cold. They need the pelt. I, yeah. <laughs> it, it is it is a very violent thing to tie Canada to. But, you know, to like for found footage, Bobcat talked about when he made Willow Creek that he got into it because of the very religious aspect of Bigfoot. Where in literal Willow Creek, everybody kind of agrees you can't make fun of Bigfoot, but nobody agrees on what Bigfoot is. So in that like culture, people believing he's psychic might be like completely normal to the Washington Convention. But you mention it to two professional dudes in Oregon and they're like, you're an idiot. So I, I don't know. It's interesting. And I think you're totally fine using that in your movie. Because it is kind of like a religious thing. Like you can well, have your I, own little sect. I feel like it's probably, yeah, two very separate camps right. of, of oh, yeah. Bigfoot enthusiasts or the psychic Bigfoots and the physical, you know, ape Bigfoot. It's red state, blue state, Wait, always, yeah. baby. So you don't think Canada would be pro-kill a psychic Bigfoot? Oh. Good luck fucking trying to get him. <laughs> <laughs> Psychics are outlawed in Canada, dude. They get but, fucking but, scannered. Yeah. But also, like adding that, that that spiritual element, like allowed us to like kind of, you know, kind of create a lot of, you know, open up a lot of a lot of opportunities, right, for it to to kind of go in the spiritual, you know, well, direction. Cinematically, that that spiritual approach, uh, one, you it worked. You made the the forest feel like otherworldly. And also we deal with a lot of real estate in this movie and it feels kind of like this weird, like mini colonial campaign where we're buying up real estate in this magical forest. And <laughs> you do this like Hitchcock thing where, you know, he would talk about in the birds, like the birds don't show up till the end of the movie, but he mm. wanted to let the audience know that he remembers them. So you get all these like B roll shots of birds on a playground and stuff. And in your film, we open up with the most majestic Bigfoot. I've ever seen. And you're not hiding him on that camera. And dude, that suit for as stinky and degraded as you were saying it is, it looked beautiful in there. I think it's the best looking Bigfoot I've seen. Well, we, 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 we cleaned it up. We, you know, um, so you know, we, <laughs> dry, we dry cleaned it. Should have seen the fucking bill. Yeah, can, you, can, you, can you, can you fix this? You know, like you see it. Um, you see it on the little zip line. Yeah, it's just like, you bring in your ticket. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's some beautiful shots of the Bigfoot in there. I love the title card. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks actually, so nice. 
well, we did the thing where we we're hiding Bigfoot, you know, at, at first. But I mean, but but in the, I mean, but we mentioned like we I think we intended to like actually show Bigfoot from the beginning anyway. But we were still yeah. like hiding, hiding Bigfoot, you know. And then I I talked I watched the movie with uh, Mike Reps, the distributor, um, and he's like, "Where the fuck's Bigfoot?" And I was like, <laughs> you know, he didn't say it like that. I'm just I'm kind of putting words in his mouth. But but uh, but basically, he was like, "Yeah, where where is he?" Right? You know, and his wife's sitting there too, and, and she's like, "Yeah, where's Bigfoot?" You know, and I was like, oh. "Yeah." He's like, "You you know, how, do you have more?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah we did a whole you know whole two days of just following Bigfoot in the forest, like you know, just just being a just being a you know a creature in the forest, you know, eating, shitting, you know, just doing sleeping, you know." And he looked at me like, "Why do you have Bigfoot sleeping?" I was like, "I don't know." we could could only afford so many kill scenes jesus you know like so um and so yeah so i went through the movie and uh and i just added added more bigfoot all throughout and and actually (laughs) he's just sprinkled just sprinkled it in there (laughs) here here but but i watched this other bigfoot movie that i I actually really liked you know and it didn't make a lot of noise but uh, it's filmed in oregon too i believe but it was uh, letters from the big man which i really um i really enjoyed uh that's what it's called right zach yeah, yeah, right. letters from the big man. Yeah, and like they, and it's, they don't it's have, not a horror movie. It's just it's more like oh, a, okay. you know, like yeah. a, it's like you know, just Bigfoot is real. Yeah, he yeah. lives in the I, forest. It sounds like a big. It sounds like Bigfoot a Bigfoot does. war film. Well, <laughs> oh, the, the cover. cover looks like there's a love affair between the, the woman and Bigfoot. You know, and so <gasps> I, I walked in there hoping that's what it was going to be, but it was it was not that. But they did not hide their Bigfoot at all. Like the Bigfoot's just there sitting on a on a fucking log. Just like, what's up, you know, I'm Bigfoot, you know, and so like, and so you know, I thought that was great. I thought that was that was amazing. So like that that was kind of like, you know, um, it gave me the idea to try that out in this film too. Just have Bigfoot hanging out, you know, just uh, being being right. a Sasquatch. <laughs> Enough. Their Bigfoot is, uh, I would say, more uh, gorilla inspired. Yeah. I, I was gonna say that too. Yeah. One, you know, I pulled it up. That poster, I would frame and put on a wall. It's beautiful. But I would want them to hook up at some point in that movie. Know, and of course, yeah. I just, yeah, it doesn't look like you're gonna get it. And <laughs> I, the thing is, you're right. He looks very gorilla, and I don't like his short hair. The thing I like about your Bigfoot is he's got long, beautiful shampoo commercial hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, we shampooed Ooh, it. La la. Yeah, you got that mane and tail. <laughs> but it, hey, yeah. it helped. It really gave him that like unicorn swagger while he's walking <laughs> through the woods. It feels like he's a magical. Like not only is the woods magical, but they're magical because he's there. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So we we have we only have a few more minutes here, and I, no, I wonder. Do- yeah, you're terrible at time. <laughs> Horrible. Every four hundred episodes, I have to do this to you. Clark's got a watch uh, on both wrists. That's right. <laughs> I listen to um, the show. <laughs> so I do want to touch upon, um, you know, sort of creating your own cult. Okay. Like, did you have fun with that? Like, what what sort of creative parameters did you have in terms of like, you know, the universe of what you wanted your cult to be? Right, right, right. And so, especially, and especially like your cult leader, um, who was great, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he was awesome. Um, also, yeah. Arlo was a name that I've always been attached to, and now that it's attached to a, a Bigfoot cult, I'm less into the name Arlo. But uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. but you know, thank thank God for for, for Google, because otherwise we wouldn't have Arlo be the the name of uh, <laughs> that. I probably stole from Arlo Guthrie. Oh, there you go. No, no, no. I googled it, Zach, and that's one of the first names. <laughs> Yeah. Was it really? Oh, okay. Then, the, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, we borrowed from like, uh, you know, and I've been on, you know, I like retreats. I went on a Buddhist retreat and, and uh, you know, um, uh, yoga retreat, you know, and, and it was like, you know, I, I put it. I'm going to believe this, but I actually also went on a Buddhist retreat once. I know. I, I, I know you did. Hell I'm not yeah. even lying. Yeah. I really did. Right. You're not going to believe me for at first. I know. No, I, you, you do have a very Rick Rubin vibe about you, Zach. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but like, what was that? But like, we kind of borrowed from like, you know, uh, you know, Taoism, like, you know, mindful eating, you know, like, uh, you know, some Catholicism a little bit, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's kind of borrowed from, um, from different things. That also incorporated in the, uh, the, uh, like animal exercises. Those are act, those are acting things that John has told me about from, from like, yeah. uh, I don't know what it's called, what the style of acting, but that's like an yeah. acting class it's thing. Animalization. Right. And there's I was a ton like, of that's perfect. That's perfect yeah. for them too. <laughs> Literally, like it, we had, we had like animal, animal uh, coaching, and uh, uh, we had a uh, an acting coach come in and like, you know, she she lives in Chicago. We couldn't afford to fly her out here because it was it was a low budget film, you know. But but she was doing animal work with all of our of our cult, you know, our our cult people, and like, you know, um, is that Meisner you know, or Strasberg? Uh, it's it's. I think uh, I think it's my. I mean, I, it's not. It's neither. It's actually uh, the animal stuff is like a voice and movement. It's like uh, what, what what is his name? Jesus, I'm, I just try to remember third day. It doesn't matter. I'll, I'll come to oh, me Russell, later. you're the acting guy. I know. <laughs> uh, I, I know. I, I, I uh, yeah. I forget. I forget. But, the, but I, I was borrowing from from yeah from like all the acting retreats I went from. I went to. We just kind of put it all in there. And I felt like, you know, yeah, if, if they're trying to like embody, you know, if they're trying to say that the only way to the truest form of, of, uh, of human is to be more like an animal. And, and that's, and that's sort of the, the exercises that they do is to bring out their animal self in preparation for one of them to become, you know, the ultimate human being, the perfect human being, the human being that's never, that's always been the way it's been from the time it was, you know, it was put on this earth, the, the, the most perfect human being would be the Sasquatch or the bee this this thing that's never changed the way it's lived and it's never changed the way that it hasn't evolved so it's perfect you know and so that was i was kind of leaning into that and and so everything that they do is 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 uh is meant to bring that to life and so we're and so then we worked in all these other kind of religious um th th these religious practices and exercises and that worked you know to kind of serve the story and some of it's there for like comedic value not that i'm saying this is a comedy but it's more like absurdist but there's you know, there's, I think there's like, you know, there's some comedy like that, that, that secretes from, from, from some like the absurdity of, of these people being in the situation. Also, Carla. I and definitely did it a little intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. You know, like, um, Carla and Dean being sort of like, like, like the straight man, you know, to like the absurdity of these people, um, and, and their beliefs, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, I, yeah. So. You guys should watch some of the psychic Bigfoot people on YouTube. Oh my because God. I, I did watch a lot of those and yeah. uh, we like, it's actually way toned down in the yeah. movie because yeah. it was like, <laughs> it would, they're like way up here, like right. channeling the Bigfoots and they'll just right. be like, yeah, they'll point yeah. to them. They'll be like, That's there's right. a, and they will like uh, assign colors to them. I don't know if it's their auras or what, yeah. but they'll be like, there's a blue Bigfoot right here. He wants <laughs> to tell you this and it was, you know, and they and like they would talk in gibberish, and so there's there's you know there's yeah. gibberish in the film. I sent I sent all those videos to all the to Arlo and you know Jesse, <laughs> and Jesse, Arlo. 
I sent, you know, in all the channeling, you know, we have them, you know, we have them in a circle as they're about to do a, uh, the seance and they're all like just channeling, you know, um, you know, when, when we're making the film, there was, you know, there was, there was several people that were like, what the fuck is this movie? Like, why are, like, why are they all, <laughs> seriously, John, like, why are they all channeling? You know, like what is happening? You know, and like, you know, and, and I, you know, it's like, I, I think, it, I think it's great. I think it's kind of funny. It's kind of ridiculous. You know? it, I but, mean, yeah, all of you know, it's it's hard because I'm I'm not like a, a you know religious person, and I try not you know I try to be open minded and and uh, respectful. But like some of the ceremony that a lot of these things do, when you you, it, you really have to see like humor in it in a certain <laughs> way, you know, like there, it's it's unavoidable in a certain way when you're like the pomp and circumstance of some of this. I love. It. I mean, I love it though. I love cold I, shit. I, again, just just for reference, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, uh, this is the uh, Zach Carter that turned me on to Gothic King Cobra. So if you ever yeah, need to find fuck you, dude, if Sorry you ever need that. to find anything interesting on the internet, he's the guy. Um, yeah. Can you please send Clark me? Clark might not to like that? it, but it's no skin off my shoes. <laughs> John, did he ever make you watch that horrible shit? <laughs> No, 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 no. I saw, I saw pool of blood, which I'm apparently in, (laughs) you know, uh, and now I, now I realize what the scene that I'm in, I I really don't want that movie to ever to come out. (laughs) You served your time. I served my time. Yeah. So so fellas, the, the movie's premiering at Chattanooga this weekend. Um, What else, uh, what we got in store past that? Uh, uh, it's, um, yeah, oh. when's it coming out, John? Oh, oh, uh, August uh, the eighth, and uh, I, don't, I don't know the platform yet, but it comes out August eighth from Dark Star Pictures. And there's a trailer coming up, and uh, I I saw it. it. I it's it's awesome. It comes nice. out in uh, July. Um, yeah, and I haven't seen the artwork yet, so I know I know it's going to be more genre than than like metaphysical. Bigfoot that, you know, that you guys are a big fan of. Wait a minute. Are you not the only Bigfoot movie playing at the Chattanooga <laughs> Film Festival? No, it's a Bigfoot it's- double feature. What the <laughs> fuck? What? What's, the, what's this other Bigfoot movie? It's called The, Bigfoot, it also- tra- the Bigfoot Trap. Oh, damn. But I, it's I like the parent trap, but with Bigfoots. I don't right. know if Bigfoot is actually in this one because it's about a guy who gets stuck in a trap that's set by a deranged Bigfoot hunter. So hopefully Bigfoot's oh, in it. I was hoping the trap was set by a Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be oh, way no. better. Oh, wow. you know, Don't yeah, go so see that one. Go see. Yes. Yeah, so What's a one. double feature? So again, <laughs> when this episode comes out, uh, that, what, this will be on Thursday? Correct. I believe Chattanooga should start, what, that Friday? Or is it yeah, a Thursday? And uh, Summoning the Spirit will be available Monday. Monday, Monday for, for their virtual screenings. Hours. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. support our homie. I mean, hey guys, y'all y'all did it. Yeah, I, and you don't, honestly, and you don't now, have to buy like the VIP. You don't have to buy the full pass. You can buy an individual <laughs> an individual ticket to the oh, movie. Right, 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 right. We're, I mean, we're it's a we're in we're in there virtually, so we're kind of in the festival, just like we were <laughs> we were kind of on this podcast today because somebody canceled, and I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, here's the thing. Chattanooga, like I understand that like we're kind of there because it's virtual. Chattanooga, yeah. they're the ones that like pioneered it though. Yeah. So 
for some reason, they're like the film fest I look forward to. And I'm not saying that because Zach is appearing there this year. Yeah. It's, I mean, God, we do a fucking film podcast for years now. And Chattanooga is kind of the only one I think about. Like Randy, I know he does Tiff and Sundance and all that boring well, shit. You just you love Moon Pies. Wow. I don't know. You know they've really got a pulse on interesting genre films that may not have the biggest budget but make the biggest impact. Yeah. So we end up talking to a bunch of people who have either premiered there or are premiering there. Cool. So I don't know. I I think you guys are in good company. I, I think that's what I've heard. And honestly, like going through the films, like you know, and then talking to Mike over at Dark Star, he's like, "This is this is." This is pretty rad, John. You should be like, yeah. And I'm, I'm yeah. totally like stoked about it. You know, especially talking to Zach about it. I mean, it feels like it feels like it feels like we're in good company. That's kind of what I'm feeling. So I'm just, I'm just kind of being, I'm just kind of being silly. About Chris it. does a good job over there. They run a good show. They really do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm, yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I mean it, man. Um, I'm excited. I'm probably gonna. I think we got to do Chattanooga. We were talking about it. I didn't even realize it was this weekend until we were talking <laughs> to you guys. So. I think I'm going to You go. make it sound like we're about to hop in a PJ and go I, down there. No, I, it's honestly better because the virtual, you get to cancel all the shit you were going to do and stay home. And if you have a projector like we do, it's kind of cool. You can or just you can just pull it up on your phone. No, fuck Movie you. Movie on the go. Yeah, John, how would you feel if we were all watching your film on our phone? I mean, that's how I watch it. So like- yeah! <laughs> fuck David Lynch. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at the Overlook Theater, Instagram at the Overlook Theater, Facebook at The Overlook Hour, and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Stat. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye.